Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, you all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to be pressing record on this episode today. It feels very relevant to this time, or at least to this time in my inbox. I'm calling this episode Plan to Learn because I hope I'm not the only one who feels like there's a lot of content in the world and there's actually a lot of good content out in the world. And I'm finding, especially in this, you know, stage that we're in in the pandemic, the pandemic really gave some wonderful people even more opportunity to make some wonderful content. And I feel like a lot of it's coming to light right now. And so I'm particularly thinking about this topic right now. So Albert Einstein said, wisdom is not a product of schooling, but of the lifelong attempt to acquire it. And I love that quote. So let's just stick with that. I did not love school, you all. I did not love school at all. School was actually some of the hardest days of my life, mostly because I just didn't learn the way that the schools I was at taught. I was a super visual person and it took me till I was, I, I went to a whole, a whole college <laughs> before I realized that I should be in art school. So it took me a while to really appreciate the way that I learned and the visual way that I learned. And actually later I learned that I'm also really good at listening, but reading and at that time writing in the way that I was being asked to write were just not what I felt were my strong suits. Understanding the way things were taught was really hard. And then I got glimpses of a different kind of information. And I think that that actually also really helped. I just didn't like biology and dissecting pigs. I made my way through math and languages and all the things. But I don't know. I just don't know that they were my subjects. And the second I started learning about things like entrepreneurship and food and personal development and mindfulness and productivity and spirituality and magic and like funnels and designing things, I just lit up um, because it was topics that I really, they were really interesting to me. And so I was able to overcome some of my obstacles that I had previously had. And it's interesting because, you know, years later after school is long done, I would actually consider myself a pretty avid reader and a pretty decent writer. I've done a lot of practicing over the years, um, but I really enjoy it. I, I honestly, truly enjoy both those things, which I honestly did not enjoy during my school years. So it all kind of started, I would say, somewhere near my 30th birthday. And it started with three books that really caught my attention. Number one was Simplicity Parenting, which I highly recommend if you have kids. I would say for sure if you have young kids or you're thinking about having kids, it's a really good one. 
Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That was a big one. By the way, Simplicity Parenting is by Kim John Payne. We will have all these in the show notes. And The Artist's Way. These three books opened up my worldview. And I feel like they kick-started my journey as just really embracing being a lifelong learner. So fast forward to kids. And, you know, I had kids when I had this realization. They were younger. I had more support. I feel like there's more open time. I don't know who tells us that, you know, our time opens up as our kids get older. I have for anyone with little kids, I do not mean to burst your bubble, but I definitely find that I feel more inclined to be around as my kids are teenagers, even more so than I did when they were toddlers. It felt much easier to send them to nursery school or preschool or daycare or have a babysitter while I was working when they were three, four, and five than it does to not be home or like interacting with them now as teenagers. I know that sounds weird. And that was a total aside, but I had to say that out loud. So, you know, it definitely was a challenge to learn because we have to make time for everything. And there's three kids and all the stuff that has to be done around the house for three kids. And I've always had a business and I've always worked really hard in my business and I have a marriage and there's just a lot of levels to life, right? We all have a lot of levels to our life. So, What I'm thinking about today, like if we fast forward to now, 16 years after this realization that I really wanted to be a learner, I'm aware every time I press submit on one of these podcasts, on, you know, a webinar, on a workshop, I'm really aware that I'm adding more content into a world that is literally overflowing with content. I have a bookshelf filled with books, and I am very aware very often that some of them, I'm not going to lie, many of them are unread by me at least. Um, These days when I'm coaching, my bookshelf is always behind me, so I feel like I'm more and more aware of it because it's in all my videos. It's like a big wall-long bookshelf. I also have a folder filled with eBooks on my computer, which... It every once in a while reminds me, my computer reminds me I have to empty it because my computer is too full to do the work that I'm trying to do. And then there's like all this learning that lives in a cloud, courses, summits, audible books, an inbox like filled with ideas. Like I don't know about your inbox, but my inbox has so many emails from so many people and I spend so much time trying to like empty it. But the truth is, is that all those hundreds of emails are filled with amazing content, right? Because we subscribe to amazing content. Most of us accumulate more knowledge assets than we can consume or implement. I know I'm not alone in that. And these days, I do a lot of teaching. I do it in Flow 365. I do it on summits. I'm on other podcasts in other people's courses. And I guess that this has made me really conscious of my capacity to both learn and implement too, because I'm seeing myself put this content out and I know I'm not even the most prolific content maker. And it's a lot. And it's funny because in Flow 365, which you know is our, our year-long program where we really um, 
get done the things that we've always been meaning to get done. And so it's really about these live Monday calls where you show up and say what you're going to do for the week. It's about these opportunities, sometimes four times a day, to really focus in these 90 minutes co-working sessions. It's about um, Fridays, like committing every Friday to planning for the next week. Like it's it's live and you don't have to be at everything. You don't have to use everything, but then you get to tap back in. Like you go away for a week and you come back and tap in. It's always there for you. There's lots of conversations going on. So you always have this aspect of live support. And because, you know, we've taught a lot in this container, there's also this amazing library of all of this content. And so, you know, that's part of whenever I open the doors to Flow 365, that's part of what I share is available. And it's always surprising to me how many people say, you know, that's why they signed up. And in fact, all I'm ever doing is saying, don't worry about that piece. You can go back and do that for life. Like, don't worry about that part. Just show up live um, because I do believe that this implementation piece is so, so big. So I'm just, I feel like I'm just really conscious um, these days. And because I'm conscious and I'm somebody who really wants to walk my talk, I make a very big effort to learn and implement what I learn more than I teach. So I don't have a spreadsheet where I'm measuring it out every day, but I do plan every week chunks of learning time and chunks of implementing that learning time. And I'm really conscious when I'm planning my week, like how how those two things compare. So in order to do that, in order to show up to learning and implementing what I learn, because I have also had phases, I'm going to fully admit, where I learn a lot but don't implement it. And I have to say that's really disempowering. So phases where every time I walk, I listen to podcasts and get really inspired, but I don't do the things. Um, Or I buy a course and I just let it sit there. Or worse, I watch the whole course and don't do any of the worksheets. And the reason I say that's worse is because it just doesn't feel very good. Like it's like almost like I got this these gold nuggets. Like I got these things, but I can't I can't make them work for me. Um, and so I really believe that it's like learning, implementing, learning, implementing. It's really important to do both things. So here's a couple of the ways that I do this, that I hold myself accountable to this. I thought I'd just share some of them back out so that they can help you too. And by the way, I also made a planning sheet for you that you can download in the show notes, which I'll tell you a little bit more about in a minute. Um, But there's two components that I think you can use. One is the planning sheet and one is um, another plan planning method that I'll share with you verbally right now um, that I think will really help you be able to implement what it is that you're wanting to learn. So number one is I decide what learning season I'm in depending on what I need instead of what the world might think I need. Now, the world's not actually telling me what I might need, but I have a lot of conditioning (laughs) around what I should be doing at this stage in parenting, what I should be doing about getting my kid into college, um, what I should be doing in my relationships, you know, 
what I should be doing in my business. Oh my gosh, like talk about a thousand million shiny objects. Like entrepreneurs, we have to fight a lot of shiny objects. I'm hoping you can hear me on that. So it really is a discernment situation. Like I really have to discern like and be really honest about what phase I'm in. So I'm, you know, learning and implementing on that phase and not on another one. So it's really, for me, that's a quieting down. That's just a getting honest. That's listening to my intuition. That's the way I know what that is. So, you know, if I buy a summit, for example, if it's, if I sometimes like, let's, let let me give you an example. Like, so sometimes I might purchase a summit because it's not the right week to do it. Um, for example, actually, I just purchased um, Gabor Mate's um, movie and summit on trauma. So it's a topic that I'm like super interested in. I really want everything that we do to be really trauma informed. I watched pieces of it. Um, I got to watch a piece with with my son. He's in trying to be a he's a budding environmentalist. He's actually like the most environmental person in our whole family. Um, but I wanted him to hear this perspective, like the trauma perspective. It was very tied into native cultures and I wanted him to hear it. So we watched that together. But then I have like this whole library now and it's just not quite my moment. I'm really have a really full schedule trying to create this amazing event for you which I'll tell you guys about later, but it's not my time to watch that. So I just got it and I'm going to tell you what I did with it in a second. Um but I I don't like I'm not letting it burden me because that's I think what we do a lot of times with all this information. And then for the most part, though, I don't do that. For the most part, I know that when I need something, it will pop into my inbox because there's so much content being made. That one was just an example of one that like I knew was on my list, but it was just not my moment. So I just get really honest about about what it is I need. And you know, right now, um, for the past year, as I've told you all on past podcasts, I really dove into my role as mother, what that looked like, what it really looked like to support a child who um, needed her needed her mama in a in a major way. What work I had to do in order to support her—that's um, the work that I've really been leaning into learning and implementing the past year. It was simple because I was working mostly with individuals. So it wasn't like I was having to consume courses, but I read a ton of books. Um, and I really did the work um, in a way that I might've always been meaning to, but I, I really did the work. That also meant that before that year happened and before I sort of found myself in this moment of needing to do this work, I had these high hopes of becoming like the best declutterer slash homemaker person. <laughs> and that's not what happened. That's not what happened last year. So I can see myself now that we're on the other side of that a bit, I can see myself wanting to figure out my relationship to the stuff in our house, like wanting to figure out why I still keep American Girl dolls that are in the basement when my daughters don't play with them anymore. Like, is that something I want or is it more important to me that we have space to create new? Like, 
why did I keep all the art projects? Yes, I want to document them, but do we need all the paper? Like, what do we do with that? So I have all these things that I want to be able to implement. And it's just about the timing. So part of it for me has been about keeping a journal as well, so that I know that I have documentation of desires. And then when it's time to act on them, it will be super clear to me. So I also have, so that was thing number one, is deciding what learning season you're in, really being honest about what learning season that you're in. And I have to say, I'm going to give one more example back there, and then we'll move on to the next one. But I have to say, like, as an entrepreneur, the amount of information that comes across my eyes about, you know, learning the perfect Instagram strategy, or how to be a great pinner, or how to create a YouTube channel, like these things all sound amazing and tempting, yet they don't, I, there's like this quality of them that doesn't completely solve what I need in the moment. Whereas they might someday, right? There, there actually have been moments when I've implemented a, a strategy that came from social media. And then there's moments that I have to really be like, okay, no, that's not what I'm implementing right now. I'll tell you in a sec what I am implementing right now, but that, you know, that's not what I'm doing right now. So it, it just takes really being honest and then having sort of the self-discipline to not, not keep going there because that the idea that there's all this information that we can't actually implement, I think is almost like it takes time. It takes energy away from actually learning and implementing what you're meant to learn and implement right now. So I have a learning budget. Like that's an important part of me showing up to my weeks. And I just have to point out that it's definitely more about the return on my time than on my money. So as an entrepreneur, there are many things that I want to learn about, which will help me make more money. And I have to admit, like, you know, technically speaking, I guess, diving into motherhood the past year didn't, there was no like direct return on investment. I have to say I've changed so much. I feel so much, like, I just feel like freedom at a level that I haven't felt because of the work, because I really let myself sort of fall apart and put myself back together um, around this one topic and, and really around being able to hold my family in a different way. And so in doing that, I've been able to create a different version of my business, but that's not why I invested. Um, I really invested because I knew I had an inkling that there was freedom in doing this work, that there was something that was really um, sort of like gnawing at my soul and taking a lot of time and energy away from other things that were really, I was really called to do. So this season also, I, I dove into a lot of information about perimenopause um, and my health. I found that when I hit 45, 46, I just, my body felt really different and I wanted to understand why I wanted to understand how I could be most helpful to my body, um, how I could stay 
like in loving connection to my body. And I did not know how I didn't have the tools to do that. So I I would say I'm still in that, but that's definitely something that I've invested time and energy and money into, um, to really understand that, that piece. The other thing that I have invested in is, um, a partner learning about how to create a partner program, um, for, for Plan Simple and for Flow 365. And that has been an amazing business journey. And I will share that, you know, I remember writing for a couple mornings. I write every morning, I write three pages in a journal, I, sort of the morning pages from the artist's way, which was what unleashed me into wanting to learn forever. Um, I write down three pages and, and for three mornings in a row, I kept writing like, I just want an easier way than social media and all this networking. And um, I just I just want a way that feels in more alignment. So it wasn't necessarily like easier in terms of I don't want to work. It was easier in that like, I don't want it to feel always like such a push um, to, f- to find the people who I want to invite in because that's all that really, you know, having programs and inviting people. It's just about inviting people. And I just wanted it to feel really good. And I kept writing that down. And I kept just saying like, I, this, the word partner kept coming up. And all of a sudden, like on day three of that, I opened my inbox and sitting in the subject line was this thing about having partners. And I was like, that's it. And it was from somebody who I really trust introducing me to somebody I had never heard of. And I haven't looked backwards. And I love Laura Sprinkle, so I'm going to call her out on the show. And it's been amazing. And we're in the midst of it all, of making it happen right now. It's something that I'm implementing. But I'm spending a lot of time every week learning new ways to do business that I just, they weren't even part of my understanding two months ago, which is so cool. Okay. So what else do I want to say about that? So I've also, you know, in different seasons, I've spent time learning about food, about parenting, about coaching, about running a podcast. Um, They've all fit into different seasons in different ways. And they've all changed my life. So I just think it's such a good practice to just understand what you need to know, where your holes are, what you need to learn more about right now, um, and let yourself learn and give yourself permission to take the time to implement. Okay, the other thing I want to say about learning is, especially if you're an entrepreneur, I definitely balance learning between different learning modalities um, and different topics. So I can't just be learning all about entrepreneurship. To me, that's like not balanced. So thus, I'm also usually, you know, have something about my body, something about home or parenting or relationships. Like, I just think it's really important to be balanced in your, your subject matters. But I also find that it's helpful to balance how I learn. So, you know, audio, podcasts, um, a lot of paid programs that I'm part of now have private podcasts, which I love because you can really take them with you without, you know, needing to be connected to Wi-Fi. And 
you know, with audio, I feel like I can walk, I can be in the park, I can be in the grocery store. Um, there's other things that you really need to see that are just complex. And so it's helpful to be looking at a video. And so there's coursework where I'm definitely in front of my computer, like learning and taking notes. Um, and then reading and writing, like all these things really help me take in information and, you know, are different parts of taking it in and implementing it. All right, here's a big one that you should definitely create. This changed my world. Um, one of my really good friends gave me hers like 12 years ago, and it it was just the best thing I ever implemented. It wasn't 12 years ago. That feels like way too long. I don't think I've known her for that long. So it was probably like six years ago. And she gave me a Google spreadsheet, and literally it's so simple. So that's why you're just going to go make it. And it just has the name of a course that I had gotten or either for free or paid, like it doesn't matter, like anything, Summit, anything I, you know, subscribe to and downloaded, the name of it, the link to the sign-in page, right? And my username and password, and if it expires. So some things, you know, are available for a year or six months, so what the expiration date is. And, you know, I find a lot of times, and I know I'm not the only one, sometimes I do dive into a shiny object, and sometimes I think as women, we're just smart about what we need to learn and so, or like what we're interested in. And sometimes it comes into our awareness before we're ready for it. So I find that happens a lot. And so, you know, actually the trauma thing is a great example of that. Like it was really appealing to me and it wasn't my moment yet to implement it. Now I'm in the midst of watching it and it's fantastic and I'm super excited to implement it. But at the time that I bought it, I wasn't quite ready. And so um, just having all this on a spreadsheet and then as I'm like ready to do things, I go check it first. So I this came up when my friend gave me this spreadsheet and I started filling it in. I was like, oh my God, like I think I had bought four Instagram courses and like three Pinterest courses, which is kind of why I use that as a shiny object item before. I just clearly wanted that piece to work or thought it should work or something. So now I know that when I really want to work on that piece of my life and my business, which, you know, who knows, maybe that'll come up in 2022. I have these courses and I can just lean into them then and they're right there and they're easy to access because other, and that just really gives me a place to remember and not have to remember it all in my head, which also takes time and energy. Okay. So a Google sheet that has Again, you're going to make this for yourself. The name of the course or summit or class or whatever it is, the link to how you sign in, the username and password, and the expiration date. If you can also put things on here like a YouTube video that tells you like how to set up your inbox in a smarter way that you find one day, but like right before you go get your kids and so it's not the right time to watch it. You can just plop that in this spreadsheet. Um, and know that it's there instead of <laughs> keeping 80 tabs open and then your computer crashes someday or you shut it down and you realize that you've shut all 80 tabs and you don't remember all the things that you wanted to. If you just keep them in this Excel spreadsheet, then all the things that you want to eventually learn or some of the things that are more software 
about, or like they're about software, they're about a more complex system. Sometimes we need to revisit things. And so having them on this spreadsheet is really helpful, even if we've already seen them once. So everything about learning goes on the spreadsheet. And it is so good to just know that it's all there. Um, and I would definitely make one that you can access from your computer and your phone, which Google Sheets can definitely do. Okay, so here's the next thing. So I have it all here. Some things don't have a time yet. But when I'm ready to learn something, I decide when I'm going to learn it. So like, for example, I'm taking a class right now on health in your 40s, and I'm taking a class on this partnership, um, on how to create a partner, partners in your business. And they both take time to both absorb the material and implement the material. So each week I go through and I find the time to do it. Now, the other day, um, I got curious about um, a, a software program that I need to learn how to use. And so it came into my awareness that, that me or someone on our team needs to learn how to use it. And I quickly found a great resource for learning it, but I had like a full day. Like I had already planned all the hours. Now the creative entrepreneurial part of me, like the, I'm a Gemini, I'm a manifesting generator. If you know human design, like all those pieces of me that jump from one thing to another, just wanted to like stop doing whatever I was doing in that hour and watch this video about how to implement the software. But it wasn't the right time. So what I do in that case is I go find the right time. And I find a time when it makes sense, that's before the deadline of when I need to use this thing. Um, and then I sort of know that it's there. The link is in the event actually to get to the, it was just a YouTube video that would show me exactly what I needed to do. Um, and then I can just forget about it. Like I know that it's taken care of. So I don't have to worry about it. I know that I have time to learn it. I know that I have time to implement it. And it's like all set because otherwise I have this worry that I don't know how to do this thing. And the worry itself is what takes up time. Not the like, there's not really any reality in that I don't have the time to do it. The, the time in the moment is being taken up by worry that I won't know how to do it. And so I put that aside. I'm like, I got the video. It's in the calendar. I'm going to do it on this day. And I I just don't have to think about it anymore, which saves me a lot of mental and physical space. <laughs> and that's that's why we do it that way. Um, putting it in time, deciding when you'll learn the material. So then once I've learned the material, and you know, just now I said I would, would put in the calendar when I will learn it and when I'll implement it, um, which in the case of this, like I have a rough idea of what it will take. I'm actually just giving myself a day to do the whole thing. But there's many things that we learn that we sort of like learn as we go and we don't really understand what it will take to implement it or or to do it. Like, especially when it's more, um, I find, that stuff that has to do with business, I can like put hours to, or I can say how much time I'm going to spend. When it has to do with like personal and relationship, I find sometimes those things sometimes go much faster than I think, or sometimes take more time because they're scarier. Um, 
And so I don't know how long they'll take until I've gone through the material. So the next thing is, is that as you're learning things to then also decide when you're going to implement them and how long that's going to take. So I could have watched that video if I had had time on that software and then made a time to implement it a week later. For me, that especially when it comes to software is not as efficient because I kind of forget what I'm supposed to do. But a lot of times with more personal development stuff, I might take in a video, print out the worksheet, and sort of sit with it for a while and then do it. And that's fine as long as I make the time because otherwise what I'm doing is sitting with a whole stack of things that I know I want to work through, but I, I don't make the time for. And that leaves me just feeling like I can't do anything. Like that doesn't make me feel any better. Does that make sense? So what the sheet that we're giving you, the sheet that you can go to the show notes and download, it really helps you decide how and when to implement new ideas. So definitely go grab that on that sheet. Um, it has a place for you to take some notes. It has a place for you to document to-dos. It has a place when there's habits involved, like habits that you need to create um, to implement the thing that you're learning. It asks you the question of like, what's the most important thing? So often we learn something new and we think there's like a gajillion things that we have to do in order to make this thing part of our life. And usually there's one thing that if we do, it shifts things in a pretty major way. And so I always like to really decide what that thing is. And just FYI, there's no wrong answer to that. It just is the one thing that you decide you do and you do it kind of quickly. Um, you might, you might like decide as you're filling out this sheet that you got a class or a book and it's not really resonating with you. So just because you have something doesn't mean you have to do it, which is actually why I find that really taking notes and writing to do's is really helpful because if you get to that to do section and you're like, I don't want to do this, then just, you just move on. Okay, like you don't have to do it. If it's just a, a piece that you want to do, then just do a piece. But writing it in that way in advance, I find is a really helpful way to um, decide that this is something that's really for you. This is also when you might decide that whatever you're learning about is better implemented in another season. Like you're already really busy. It's November, it's December, it's January, you know, whenever you're listening to this and it's like, this is not my season to do this thing. So on the worksheet, it asks you, you know, when you're going to learn and when you're going to implement and you can decide anything. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just that you're deciding, you're acknowledging that you want to learn and you want to implement. Um, and you're making a choice about doing it when you're doing it or not doing it. And that way, it's not just living in your head as a maybe. It's like you've already made some decisions about it. And documenting each lesson when you're learning is a really good way to remember what you need to know when it's time to implement. So I find that if I don't, if I, you know, go through a course and don't take notes and don't implement, pretty much by the time I'm ready to implement, I have to go back and watch everything else. So when we 
take notes and we really take down to do's, usually we don't actually have to go back and learn the thing over again. And so that's, it becomes a really great time saver and it, it sort of lives within us. So we're more ready when we're actually implementing and taking action. Does that make sense? You've got to go download the sheet for it all to make sense. But the point is really that you're just making decisions as you're going, because all planning is, is making decisions. And when we make decisions, we're like activating these new ideas in a way that we're not when we're just consuming, 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 even taking notes, even choosing what we want and what we don't do. All of that is action, even if it doesn't seem like it, that is action. And new knowledge and action together are required for change. So if you're wanting change, you need to learn new things and you need to take action around them. And that will create change because if you already knew the things and you were already doing them, you wouldn't need the change. Does that make sense? Like they would already be your life. So change always feels really big to people. And what I want to say is that it does take new knowledge and it does take action, but small steps, as you know, around here are really encouraged and are really impactful. I end every episode, I'm not going to end this one this way, but I end most episodes, all interviews with three doable steps, three doable changes that you can implement. And I really do believe that the the doing of something, even if it's like not our normal doing, if doing is taking a nap or doing is taking a shower, you know, if that's the thing that you're doing to get yourself set up for like a morning of work, any little action we take with a really clear intention attached to it, that's moving us in a new direction. And so it doesn't have to be big, but it does have to be intentional. And knowledge plus action plus intention equals change. And it, again, small steps are encouraged. Okay. I think that that's really what I have to share. I hope that you're really excited about diving into learning. I hope that especially like having a, like I, I, I'm not even a spreadsheet geek, y'all, but <laughs> this learning spreadsheet, I'm becoming more of a spreadsheet geek. And this learning spreadsheet really changed my world because I would forget what I had gotten and I definitely always forgot passwords. And so it was super helpful and time-saving to have the spreadsheet. I highly recommend. And then this planning sheet, what I do is it's designed so that like you could have one for a whole course, one for a class, or if you have a big course, you could use one for like each module. And I just hole punch them and have a binder. Um, and I flip through it, you know, maybe once a month, just to remember what what's there and see if there's any piece of that 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 wants to be implemented in the month ahead. It just becomes part of my my planning process. So go, go grab that. All right. Okay. So talk about learning material again, really make sure that you have a plan that you have the time that you have the bandwidth, um, 
to to really and you have and you give yourself permission. You give yourself permission to change. That's a big one, right? And so in giving yourself permission to change, you're going to make the time to take the class, to implement the things. There's a big like receiving and permission piece to this, um, which is interesting. And the reason I'm thinking of this right now is because I'm going to invite you to our upcoming event, which will have information. It definitely will have learning. But the way that we run our events is that there is time to implement at the event. And there's a lot of also sort of movement and breath work and different modalities that will actually really help make the learning um, integrated into your system. So I always try to make things as unlibrary-esque as possible because I really want you to learn in real time and see the benefit of that. So we are um, having an event December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. In East Coast time, it's technically three afternoons, so it's not full, full days. Depending on the time zone you're in, it will be at different parts of the day. In the East Coast, it's from 12 to 5, so it's like an afternoon um, for three days with us. And it's called Your Best Holiday Season Ever. We used to run an event in November called Make December Matter. This is kind of like that, but in its new iteration. It's going to be amazing. It's so good. I'm so excited for it. It's a little different this year because it's still online. You still get to do it from the comfort of your home, which, by the way, we did way before COVID because I definitely believe there's this huge benefit in learning how to learn from home, learning how to retreat from home, learning how to really nurture yourself from home. And so it's it's from home, but, and I should say this year it's like live. So you will log into Zoom and all the teaching will happen live. We've curated and crafted this like really amazing weaving together of the material. We've thought really carefully about the order and what you're getting when. And we have, again, we have time for movement. We'll have breaks. We have time for learning. We'll have time for doing and really focusing and, and getting some planning done. Um, and we have lots of prizes to give away. It's going to be exciting. So I hope that you'll join us. You can go to plansimple.com and there'll be a bar at the top that we'll talk about it. I'm sure there'll be a pop-up there that will show you. You can get to it from the show notes of this note. There's really no sh- going to be no shortage of ways to find um, your best holiday season ever event. And I would love you to go sign up. Um, it is free. But here's the deal. I'm asking that you sign up and you really commit to coming. Of course, something might come up one day. That's okay. Maybe you'll tell us about it. Um, You know, maybe you have to miss one of the hours. We understand that things come up. There will be an option to upgrade to have the replay. But the reason I need to know numbers is because we actually have to like buy all the spaces for all the people to come. And so I just want to make sure that we have enough spaces that everybody who says they want to come can come and that we can deliver this amazing event to you live December 3rd, 4th, and 5th that sets you up for having an amazing holiday season, which will also bridge you in to the most amazing 2022. So I personally believe that if we can 
be relaxed during the holiday season and we can use it to really like resource ourselves and get ready for the next year that when the next year rolls around, we're just in this whole different place. I also believe that the next year doesn't usually start for us women on January 1st. So we're going to create a plan that bridges you in to January, like the third week of January, so that like you're really clear about what it looks like during your holidays, you know, as you're heading into January, and you feel really good about that time because a lot, I feel like we all get market, talk about shiny objects. We all get a lot of shiny objects in January um, that many of us decide to dive into because we're feeling less than, because we're really recuperating from a time where we totally gave away our, like we gave away ourselves during the holidays, like we gave too much and um, we were depleted and we're tired. And so when we hit the new year, it's like, that's when I would buy three Instagram courses that I don't even need because I felt like I should be doing it because I should be having these goals. And so we're going to get really clear at the beginning of December so that when you land in January, like you feel peace, you feel ease, it feels good. And you're going to just be so happy. So I hope you'll join us for that. Again, go to plansimple.com and you'll find the way to sign up. And do me a favor, share it with a friend or two. Really, the more the merrier. We have no capacity on how many people come. We just have to plan for it a few days before. So once we see the number, we'll make the plan. Um, But we'd love to see you and we'd love to see your friends. So help us spread the word. And I will... See you there, and don't forget to go download the planning sheet that comes with this episode. And I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast, where I will just tell you right now we are going to be talking about uh, meal planning. So we're going to we're we're in planning mode. We're going to talk about meal planning for the Thanksgiving holiday if you're in the U.S. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.